From Bloomington, Indiana, welcome to Prescription for Healthcare on WFHB Community Radio, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana. I'm Karen Greenstone, along with Dr. Rob Stone. Hello. This week, we continue our conversation with Representative Matt Pierce from Bloomington. This is part two of our interview with him on February 9th. In this segment, we talk about two bills that have been introduced into the Indiana State Legislature. Measures pay twice as much as Michigan residents for their hospital care. Representative Pierce, will you please bring us up to date about what's going on in the Indiana legislature regarding health care this session? The fact that you have an organized group of business people who are really frustrated by the fact that the hospitals in Indiana, mostly whom are nonprofits, are we have the seventh highest hospital charges, and that's really caught the attention of the business people. And so they've been really using their connections and influence with the General Assembly to say, hey, you need to address this issue. And so it's, this has gotten on the radar screen of the Republican leaders who could have the supermajority control in Indianapolis. And you might recall that I think it was maybe last summer sometime, they sent a letter to the hospitals basically saying, hey, you're charging too much. If you don't present us with your own plan to get these costs under control, then we'll have to do something we don't like to do, which is maybe actually some regulation. And so the hospitals wrote back, IU Health committed, I think, to do a glide path where in five years they would get into the national average. And a lot of the other hospitals just talked in circles in their letters about what they were doing to contain costs. And what we've ended up with, I think, with this business group setting the agenda, we have two bills pending before the House right now, House Bill 1003, which would encourage employers to create health reimbursement arrangements. And the idea behind this is instead of you picking from some health plans that your employer might provide, the employer would just say, here's a pile of cash, go out and find yourself some health care. And the bill would give $10 million in tax credits to businesses to encourage them to do that. Now, they say the goal of that is they believe that if individual consumers are out shopping for their own health insurance, they would inject competition into the health insurance market. And this would cause health insurers to have to be provide more value because they'd be in a competitive system. I myself just think that's like throwing everyone in the deep end without a life preserver, because I can just tell you when I try to figure out just my limited choices within my employer plan, I lose my mind. Co-pays, deductibles, in-network, out-of-network, premiums. By the time you try to factor in all the variables, I don't know which direction I'm facing. So I'm really skeptical about that. And I think it might do some actual damage to people. Their idea is we would get more competition in the health insurance markets. Then the other thing they'd do is they would tell the hospitals that as they're negotiating their rates with all these different health insurers, they would not be able to charge any health insurance company more than 10% of kind of the baseline of their services. So I guess the idea is that if you needed a new hip, no matter who the insurer was, there wouldn't be more than a 10% difference in what the cost would be. So there's some kind of, they're trying to put maybe a cap on these services in some indirect way. And then the third thing they do in there, as near as I can understand it, is if the hospital is already getting or the provider is already um, getting pre-authorized by the insurance company for procedures 90% of the time for a particular procedure, 
then that provider would become exempt from getting pre-authorization. So I think what they're trying to say is, look, if you're getting the hip replacement pre-authorized 90% of the time, we're just putting you in an automatic pre-authorization category for that. And the provider wouldn't have to do it anymore. And then there's some ways where you could maybe lose that pre-authorization or something. Those are the three main parts to this House Bill 1003. Then they've got a second bill, HB 1004, which, by the way, if you follow the legislature at all, you, you might have noticed that the Republicans now have this thing they've been doing for a long time where they have their official Republican agenda bills. They always unveil here are our goals and our priority issues, and they always make sure that those priority issues are House Bill 1001 through House Bill 1010. So when you see the 1001 in a budget year is always the budget. And then you got nine others. Now I noticed they only made it up to 1009 this year. So I guess they were just one idea short of what they normally <laughs> do. But what that means is if you're the public and you look at the first 10 bills in the house, that kind of tells you probably what's going to move or at least get the most attention from the majority. So 1004 is the second healthcare bill. And that would give a $10,000 tax credit to a provider who basically opens their own business. So they're trying to incentivize there's going out on their own a little bit more, having smaller practices as opposed to being part of these big conglomerates that have formed. And they would offer up to $10 million in tax credits at $10,000 chunks for doctors who might go out on their own, basically. And then they, they start messing around just to show you how micromanaging things can get. So then they start messing around with something called provider and institution forms. I think these are forms used to seek reimbursement from healthcare company, from the insurers. And they can't use an institutional form for reimbursement if the procedure is actually done in an office setting. So I think this is getting at an issue where my understanding is hospitals get paid more for procedures that are performed in a hospital than they would in an outpatient facility or a doctor office or something. So apparently a bunch of hospitals are out just buying office space up and labeling that their hospital and then charging the higher rates. I think that's trying to get at cutting that off, kind of gaming the system on its actual hospital facility versus just what's a doctor's office or something. They would get rid of non-compete agreements within nonprofit providers. So this is a situation where your doctor, you go to work for say IU health, and then you decide you don't like it there anymore and you want to leave or whatever. You're not allowed to just go across the street to another provider. I assume you couldn't even set up your own practice. You have to go outside the IU health area. And so I've talked to some pro providers who they weren't able to get their contract renegotiated with IU health to their satisfaction. And so they ended up having to go say to Kentucky to actually practice. And they're trying to get at that situation so you can't freeze out providers who decide they don't want to work for the big hospital organization anymore. Um, and by 2025, they would then require these hospitals to start reporting their charges, what they're charging for things, the revenue that they're getting in, and what their Medicare reimbursement rate is. So it looks like in 2025, they're going to theoretically be carefully monitoring what's happening. And then they're going to assess a penalty of some type for any charges that are greater than 260% of Medicare rate, the Medicare reimbursement. So theoretically, if you charge more than two and a half times to say a private insurance company, what you would to Medicare, you're going to get whacked with some kind of penalty. So I think that's another way of saying 
hey, you shouldn't be charging anyone more than 260% of what you, you know, what the federal government through Medicare is willing to pay you. And so those are the proposals that are out there right now before the House of Representatives. And there could be things over in the Senate, but I have to admit, I haven't paid attention to them yet. Matt, that's really helpful to me because I had tried looking through those two bills and you condensed this down and made it much more understandable. And we want to talk to you about the bill you have submitted as well. But first, I just wanted to say a couple of things. One is, yeah, when you talk in 2000, in the, the 03 bill, they're trying to inject more competition, which actually I think just means more confusion. Our experience has been exactly the same, that when we've helped our kids in particular shop for their health insurance, it's already bewildering enough and it's just terrible. But then this idea that they're doing some pretty micromanaging things here, like trying to put caps on charges or come up with kind of standard charges or maximum charges or the 260% of Medicare charges. It's really interesting to me that the Republican legislators are talking about things that are quite regulatory intrusive, which I'm a believer that we're going to need more government involvement, but I think these things sound like a lot of kind of libertarian fantasies in some ways too. There, you can kind of, they're spinning their wheels a little bit because this is uncharted territory for them. And I think that they feel like, okay, we have to do something because we're getting a lot of pressure from our big corporate business people that they're tired of paying these higher prices. So we got to do something. And so I think they feel like they're being, they're kind of rifle targeting the actual problems. So to them, they would probably say, look, Instead of doing some crazy socialist care for all thing, some government takeover of the health system, we're just trying to go in and very precisely target the bad behavior or the dysfunctional parts of the system. And we're going to apply some governmental power on that, but we're going to preserve the overall system that we have, this private system of healthcare. And so I think that's probably how they would defend themselves to this kind of allegation that, hey, aren't you being pretty regulatory for Republicans here? Representative Matt Pierce, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your years of dedication to, to all of us. Thank you. You're welcome. This is Karen Greenstone and Dr. Rob Stone for Prescription for Healthcare, sponsored by Medicare for All Indiana on WFHB Community Radio. To your good health, everyone. Stay safe and thank you for listening. We may never see this moment A place in time again If not now, if not now